G'day guys, Eero here, your friendly hobbyist and all-round nutcase. Welcome to episode 29 of my Imperial Rebel Orc podcast. On today's episode, I've got two subjects for you. What to do and how to organize yourself during lockdown, thanks to the COVID-19, and also habits. Do you have them? Are they bad habits? Are they good habits? Are they hobbits? Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for The Imperial Podcast. I was only joking about the hobbits. After all, the only good hobbit is a dead one. Isn't that right, you Lord of the Rings loving freaks? I've been forced to go into lockdown. Now, that's fine. Honestly, it's not a problem for me. Six weeks lockdown is no issue uh, because I believe it is the right thing to do. I'm not an anti-masker. I'm not a conspiracy theorist who believes that it's all just this big hocus-pocus thing designed to control us. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I'm in lockdown, um, and look, it's on, what are we on now, day nine, and I've got to be honest, I've, initially I did struggle with it because I kind of didn't know what to do. I was like, because I'm a very busy person and I have a very busy mind, so much so that sometimes I don't even sleep well because my brain just keeps thinking. So suddenly this big chunk of time was available to me and I was a bit lost. And I know a lot of you out there would be like, well, wouldn't you just do more hobby? And yeah, you're right. Obviously that came to mind, but I don't know. I felt kind of redundant or kind of just like, oh, what now? And it, I, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I just felt a little bit a little bit lost, I guess. Luckily, though, I did have something to go on with straight away, and no, it wasn't a hobby. It was actually doing the schooling, remote learning for my youngest child. I've got three daughters. The two older ones can pretty much sort themselves out with uh, being on laptops and iPads and uh, TikTok. Um, <laughs> but the younger one, she's only six, so she needed my assistance. And you know what? I love it. I absolutely thoroughly enjoy hanging out with her and teaching her stuff and, you know, the, the teachers are doing all the, their best things they can do and, and sending out forms and uh, certain curriculums to follow and all that kind of thing, which is great. But really, it's kind of up to the parents to make it happen for the kid, you know. And I, yeah, I'm loving it. I, I wouldn't say I've like missed my calling for being a teacher because I think I'm a bit... I get more distracted than she does. Like I'm the one sort of being silly and all that kind of stuff. And then I go, okay, hang on, hang on. We've got to, I've got to stop tickling you so that we can learn division. And what's been really nice is that usually the youngest is a bit more of a mummy's girl. But since I've been doing the schooling, now she just wants me to do all the schooling. And I think what it is, the wife, her mum is sort of, she's very good, don't get me wrong, she's excellent. But it's more straight down the line. Like, this is what we need to do. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And then after, we can play. Whereas Big Daddy, I like to inject a bit of fun into the whole thing. So yes, it can be a little bit distracting. Yes, it can take longer than it should. But she's still learning. And we're both having fun at the same time. So I think there's nothing wrong with that. Anyway, so that's acted as a real distraction away from just sort of going, oh, I'm just at home and I've got nothing to do. But then I think because of that, because of the schooling, it got me in the routine of getting up in the morning, making breakfast for the little one and making coffee for me and then getting stuck in. Then I started to go, right, and what am I going to do next? Because we're kind of, we're pretty much done by, say, one o'clock. 
And then I'm like, okay, so what's next? And then I started to go walk around the house, walk around the garden and go, well, I really need to do this. I really need to fix this. I really need to fix this window that doesn't close. And I really need to uh, trim the bougainvillea. And, you know, all the, I started to make this little list. And it was really good because suddenly I felt busy again. And that's, that's kind of important to me. I guess what I'm saying, long story short, is I don't like to be idle. If I've got too much time to think, <laughs> not necessarily a good thing. So I need to be active and proactive. Um, so needless to say, it wasn't long before I was like, right, okay, now I've got these chores. Now I've got these things to do. I need to make sure I allow time for you know the rest of the family as well, of course, but also some time for just me, for some hobby time. And yes, that's been increased because of the lockdown, which is which is a big plus, obviously. I'm very much a person who enjoys lists. I may not always stick to the list. I might go off on tangents and and down, you know, dark pathways that lead me into weird, wonderful stuff. But <laughs> I I generally like a list because my dad taught me when I was young that it's actually a really satisfying feeling to tick things off that said list. So like I did with the, you know, walking around the, the house and stuff and thinking of odd jobs I can do, I also made my hobby list, which I'll read to you now. Number one, and this is no particular order, but number one, finished the Australian Bolt Action Army I've been working on. I'm really, really enjoying this project, guys. It's good fun. I don't know, I still can't quite put my finger on exactly what it is, but it, I know it's definitely painting metals, which is fun, but I've done a couple of tanks now as well, the most recent one being the Matilda tank um, for the Aussies, and I did a Panzer as well. Um, and. I don't know, there's just something about painting World War II miniatures that is just really ticking a big box for me. I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm, all the photos I'm doing and posting online, I'm doing them outside as well, which is kind of fun. So setting up the little soldiers in the, in the garden, making it look like a jungle and all that kind of thing. Really enjoying it, really having a lot of fun. Number two, uh, build more terrain for my Hellgate project. Now, the Hellgate project, if you remember, is a, just a big, long, forever, infinity, sort of infinite sort of project. It's just going to be just, I'm just going to keep building, just world building, world building, world building, more miniatures, more factions, more vehicles, more uh, everything, terrain, you know, everything, buildings. Um, so that's, yeah, so that's just uh, going to be a lifelong project, basically. Paint more miniatures for Hellgate as well, of course. Uh, paint the Red Orktober. I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, maybe in the early days, not too sure. But end of last year, I put together, oh, yeah, I have mentioned it. I put together a Gloomtide shipwreck thing from Games Workshop. Um, well, actually, I didn't put it together. What I did, I, I, I mixed that in with a battle wagon, an, an orc battle wagon, and made this giant kind of land ship. It's really cool. I actually really love it. I know it sounds maybe a bit cocky. I don't know. But I think I've nailed exactly what I set out to achieve. <laughs> and it's just this big, orky land ship with a mixture of timber and then big slabs of metal with rivets and massive guns and piratey looking orcs. Really cool. So I really want to make a start at least on getting that you know, underway with some paint on it. Um, 
uh, I wanted to play some tabletop war games as well. Now, I uh, I asked my middle daughter because no one else is going to be interested. She has played some games with me in the past and she very much enjoyed it because she beat me. <laughs> so I've sort of coerced her into having a few games with me and over the six-week period and, yeah, she was actually, she kind of jumped to it actually, which I was surprised. I thought it might take a bit of like bribing and stuff like that, but she was actually pretty keen. So I'm pleased with that. So we'll have a few games. Um, build... Uh, terrain and buildings for the bolt action project now with that um, I do have some uh, resin pieces that I want to add to it uh, I've got some um, MDF kits and stuff too I'd have to dig those out and, and, and find out exactly what they were because I, I've had them for a while now they were intended for a, a pirate island project that I've still got in the back of my mind but yeah I'm kind of sort of thinking oh, I might be able to use some of these for bolt action so I want to dig those out and, uh, yeah, and build some stuff for, for like a bolt action table. I'm kind of thinking I might, I've got two tables in my fungeon, as I call it, the Eero Studio. I've got the, the work desk and the other table. It was always intended to be a gaming table, but now I'm kind of thinking it could be a permanently set up bolt action giant diorama. And then when I play the game, I could still take all the pieces off and go upstairs to the big table and take over a third table in the house, basically. Uh, <laughs> it's madness. Uh, and also, yeah, I've been, I need to get stuck into my Rourke's Drift project. I've set myself a deadline of the 22nd of January in 2021. So that's going to creep up pretty quick because, you know, we're already, what are we now? We're like, mid-August so yeah that's gonna that's gonna come around pretty quickly so I really need to get stuck into that I've built a hell of a lot of miniatures um I really need to get stuck into painting them um which will be speed painting uh, a lot of brush dry brushing and things like that but yeah I, I need to make a start um so a lot there you know it's it's not a it's not a small list that's for sure Typical bloody hero biting off more than he can bloody chew, innit? So yeah, there's a lot there, but I like that. It, my twisted brain likes to bite off more than I can chew. Thanks for that, Scabrot. Um, because... I don't know. I, I don't like to see an end. I don't like the end of something. Well, I do to a certain extent. Like It's nice to uh, tick off a project, but I don't know. I kind of like that there's a whole bunch of stuff that I've, I can choose from, pick and choose from to, to tinker with different projects, and there's really no end until I decide it's finished. That's That kind of, yeah, that, that works for me. So, I'm going to be a busy boy. Um, like I said, you know, the homeschooling plus all the odd jobs, uh, plus the hobby, um, maintaining my exercise and everything as well, of course, is very important because my job um, is labor intensive. So I don't, I certainly don't want to just sit around the couch and eat Doritos and eat chocolate and drink beer and then suddenly go back to work in six weeks and have a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, getting out, I'm allowed to be out of the house, like off the property, uh, one hour per day. So I'm doing that. Walking the dogs, walking the kids, um, and yeah, it's been good. So, so I'm feeling quite optimistic, quite positive that these six weeks are going to be, you know, uh, as best as I can do. Um, and you know, hopefully, the world goes back to normal after. But we shall see, my good people. We shall see. It's the Imperial Rebel Org Podcast. I thought it'd be interesting to talk about habits, good habits, bad habits routines, 
maybe a bit of OCD. I've certainly got some of that. Um, just interesting little quirks that we might have as hobbyists, as people in general. Um, so I'm going to share some of mine. I'd love for you to email me and share some of yours. Uh, the email is imperialrebelork at gmail.com. If you'd like to find me on Instagram, if you're not already um, following me over there, uh, imperialrebelork as well. If you want to follow my blog and, and get in touch there, you can by typing in imperialrebelork.wordpress.com. Um, but yeah, for now, let's uh, let's talk about some habits, good, bad, Good, bad, whatever. Hi, guys. This is L'Oreal, the elf who uh, Eero just hates. Uh, my bad habit is twiddling with my little elf ears. I just can't help myself. I have to run my fingers over the pointy parts of those lovely, delicious elf ears. That's my bad habit, guys. Uh, I really need to stop that little elf coming into the studio while I'm recording my podcast. I think one of my smaller bad habits, or some of you might sort of, you know, go, oh my God, that's insane, Um, is painting straight from the pot. Now, I've used a wet palette, and I like a wet palette, and I do keep my brush wet as well, of course, but I do, I don't know, whether it's laziness or what, I don't know, but I do have a tendency to sort of just flick open the lid on the bottle, on the the pot, uh, or squeeze some out, and um, just go straight from that to the miniature. Now, I've seen on YouTube that it's quite common, actually. A lot of people will do it that way. But I know, like, I know for a fact that using a wet palette for myself is is better. It makes the paint last longer generally, and you get a, a, a nicer consistency. So even though, <laughs> even though I know those things, um, I still paint straight from the pot most of the time. And I suppose, you know, it's like a heroin addict. You You know it's bad, but you just keep doing it. Another bad habit of mine, which is an annoying one, actually. I, I, I need to like write a post-it note and stick it to my forehead or, or on my paint pots or something. I often uh, will... Um, so when it comes to basing, I paint the miniatures and finish them all completely and then add the basing, even though really... I mean, I, I think there's some... Again, I think there's people out there who prefer to do it that way, but... You know, I really need to, if I'm doing things like sand and stones and stuff, I really need to add that before I spray the undercoat or the primer Um, because then you can dry brush it and all that kind of thing. So I tend to just go bang with a lot of flock or I don't know. I just, I I kick myself every time because then I'm like, oh, now this is stuck to the shoe or you can't clean it up as well. You know what I mean, guys? Like really, I should be adding some texture to the base before I do all my painting. Another one, and this is a big one, because I do uh, end up kicking myself after uh, when it comes to taking photos and stuff. I tend to rush through cleaning up the model. And what I mean is when it comes to the seam lines and the, and the flash that you get from certain molds, um, I'll, I'll clean off the, like, the ones that really stand out, but then I'm, I'm in such a, not a rush, but I'm so keen to start building the, the miniature or painting the miniature that I kind of end up overlooking some of the smaller seams like around the, the legs or the inside of the legs or um, across little components on a backpack or something like that. And then I'll paint it and then I'll sort of see them when I'm painting and think, oh, it should be okay. And then I take the photos and of course <laughs> the photos magnify everything and that's when I see the the lines and the culprits and I go, oh, why didn't I just take a bit of extra time? So that's something I kind of have to remind myself as well. Another one is I don't change my paint water 
nearly as much as I should. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's that's just lazy. Like it really does come down to laziness. And I, I think, and I'm not trying to justify it, but I think what it is, I'm so in the zone. I'm so happy. I'm in my little happy place sitting at my hobby desk painting miniatures that nothing else really enters my brain except for paint this, do this, add some wash, do some highlights, weather it, or whatever it is, you know, I, so I'm not thinking, um, uh, you know, have I got clean, fresh water? And really, <laughs> it's not until I see that I'm running out of water that I go, oh, I need to change my water. And that's, that's terrible because, of course, the murky, <laughs> yuck water that ends up looking like, like sewage water um, could possibly, well, not possibly, it definitely would affect the color. And especially if you're doing light colors like white and light grays and stuff like that. So really, I should be getting a fresh cup of water every single time. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I even, <laughs> even sometimes I sit down and look at the water and go, that's disgusting. I'll do it next time, and then I'll just start painting. Now, saying that, though, it's not like I've painted things and gone, oh, my God, I've just painted a white skull, and it looks disgusting because of the water. That's that's actually never happened. So maybe, yeah, maybe I'm worrying for nothing. What are your thoughts? Now, if you're like me, you like to have, like, your good brushes and then your bad brushes. Um, which makes perfect sense because you want you want to really look after your good brushes and you want the bristles to be nice and straight, um, not fraying and sticking out at all. So you, you sort of want to maintain those a lot better and wash them more regularly and all that kind of thing. Um, and your bad brushes, you know, they're bad brushes. So who cares? You use them for dry brushing, you use them for stippling, you use them for whatever. It doesn't, you know, base coating, whatever. Um, it doesn't really matter. My bad habit though is that I'll end up using one brush for everything and I have to really consciously go, hey, put this one down and grab the crappy brush, mate, because otherwise your really good brush is going to become crappy. It makes sense. But I think, again, because I'm in that zone, I'm not thinking like that. I'm just creating. I'm just painting. I'm just lost in my own little world. Um, so what I've what I've taken to doing because I've I recently got my hands on some uh, Windsor and Newtons and some uh, lovely Army painted brushes, and I don't want to screw those up. I want to look after them as long as possible and really maintain them. So what I do now, I keep the good brushes on the left side of my little painting area, and the bad brushes on the right. So I'm forced to make that decision and go, hey, I'm reaching for the bad brush. Why do I need the, oh, no, no, I need to go left and reach for the good brush because I'm doing eyeballs. I've got to admit, I, I struggle to come up with good habits <laughs> for myself. Um, but one good habit is I always undercoat. Um, I have seen YouTubes where people just go straight from the pot to the miniature without it being undercoated or primed or anything. Now, I always do that because I, I firmly believe that when it comes to the, um, uh, the next lot of colors, it's going to stick to the paint better, you know what I mean, rather than stick trying to stick to metal or, or um, plastic. So I always undercoat or prime everything. And I, I muck around with sometimes black, sometimes gray, sometimes white, but I'd say mostly black. And I think that that's because it allows me to get away with a little bit more and it already creates the shadowing and depth and stuff like that, which I really like. But I, I in recent years, I have enjoyed using um, a white primer or undercoat because 
I think the colors when you when you add colors later on, I think they're a bit more they're a bit brighter or something. They're a bit more vivid, you know, and I and I, I kind of like that as well. Another good habit I've got is when it comes to using the inks or the washes, um, making sure I'm firmly holding that pot, making sure that pot isn't anywhere near my elbows or my big clumsy hands. And needless to say, I've learned to do that because I've spilt, knocked over so many ink pots, so many Agrax Earthshade and Null oils that I pulled my hair out every single time I did it. So, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm not alone. And of course you can buy those little bases, those little stands that hold those pots in place because uh, maybe let me explain because people may be listening to the podcast that have no idea what I'm talking about. These little pots, so they look like a paint pot, but they're full of just liquid. They're just just ink, just watery substance. It's not um, uh, thicker paint, so there's no weight to it. It's the, the only weight is the actual plastic pot, so they're light as hell. And the slightest little tap with a paintbrush, bang, they're on the <laughs> they're on your desk, and the beautiful black ink or or uh, sepia or crimson whatever it is is just flowing all over your desk, and you just go, oh my god, I just spent eleven bucks for a little bottle of ink, and now it's everywhere except for where I want it to be. Um, so f- learning from those many many experiences, <laughs> now I'm super duper careful and keep those pots well away from my big. Stu- stupid hands. I have a lot of OCD things. And to my mind, they're not crazy at all. They're (laughs) they're completely logical. But when I really think about them and friends and stuff and family members have pointed it out, I go, oh yeah, it is a little bit weird. Um, (laughs) Like the big one, I might have mentioned this before, so forgive me if I have, but the big one for me is uh, numbers. So always keeping like the volume on the TV, it's always got to be an even number. Okay, always, and don't muck around with it. Um, it can be on five as well. That's the crazy part. That's the crazier part. It can be on five because five is halfway between, uh, like, say, you know, say if it's 10 and 20, that's fine, but then 15 is okay too because it's halfway between 10 and 20. <laughs> Any, anyway, so OCD when it comes to the hobby, though, is well, it's a hard one because I I don't know. Is it just a a thing that I do or is it an obsessive compulsive disorder thing that I need to do? But I I like to um, chip everything, like pretty much. Well, not flesh and stuff like that, not clothing. But when it comes to vehicles, I I wouldn't be able to just paint a vehicle and then that's it and have it pristine. It needs to have something on there. I, I I couldn't do it. I know in myself I couldn't paint a vehicle and go, yep, it's perfect. There's not a single scratch or uh, dint or bit of rust or anything on that vehicle. It's just a perfect model. I need, I always need to have at least something on there. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I've been doing some tanks. Now, um, listening to other podcasts and watching YouTubes, a lot of people sort of jump up and down about the weathering on tanks because they go, well, you know, you shouldn't overdo it because any good tank crew would keep their tank in really good working order and keep it clean and keep it free of stuff like rust and all that kind of thing. But then again, you know, you look at, uh, like this surely there's going to be battle damage and from that battle damage is going to be um, rust and, and scratches and all that kind of thing. So I think 
for me, I think it's logical to think that there would be a level of weathering, but maybe not as much as some people do. So, so I'm keeping things fairly minimal as far as weathering and, and chipping and stuff for my tanks for bolt action. Um, but there's certain I would certainly never ever paint <laughs> a, a tank and make it look pristine without any kind of mud or kind, any kind of weathering. I just wouldn't be able to do it. I just, no, nah, it just wouldn't be right for me. Now, is that an OCD thing or is that just um, a preference? I don't know, you decide. And this next one, I guess, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if it's a preference or if it's OCD, but I know that I wouldn't be able to just not do it. So what I'm referring to is painting the edge of the bases. Um, uh, not just because there might be like some overflow, like say if you've painted the feet and then, you know, a bit of flesh tone has gone onto or flesh color has gone onto the side of the base and then you fix that up with a, with some black or brown, whatever you choose. I'm talking about that I just like to paint them. I just like to, I feel like it's not complete unless I've painted that black edge or brown edge, whatever the case may be. I have to do it. <laughs> I can't not do it. I, and I, maybe it's a feeling of like I want the whole thing covered in my paint or my flock or whatever it is. I can't leave any exposed plastic or metal, you know, like it needs to be completely finished. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I wouldn't go and wear a suit and not wear any pants. I've done that before, but I wouldn't do it again. Um, so, yeah, is that is that OCD? Or is that just my preference? Is just is that just my thing? I think, I think it is more OCD because I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't sleep if I <laughs> if I had painted a model and didn't paint the edges of that base, and then I put it on the shelf. I'd be thinking about it. I'd be going. I'd be walking around the house thinking, oh, I should have painted the sides. I should have painted the sides. I'm going to paint the sides. I'm going to paint the sides. I'm going to go down and paint the sides. <laughs> so yeah, I'd say that's uh, that's OCD. Uh, yeah. That's definitely OCD. I'm sure there's a million and one other weird little quirks and things I've got, but for the sake of the time of the podcast, I'm going to leave it there. But like I said earlier, feel free to email me, imperialrebelorc at gmail.com, and tell me your little quirks. I'm sure we've all got them. You know, most people do have, like another real world one of mine is that I can't eat chips without whole egg mayonnaise, and it needs to be whole egg mayonnaise. None of this other nonsense mayonnaise without a whole egg in it. I need a whole egg in my mayonnaise, all right? Um, and I can't, yeah, I can't just eat hot chips by themselves. They need to have that magic white chunky sauce. So what have I been up to in our beloved hobby? Well, it's all about bolt action at the moment, guys. I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Like I mentioned uh, at the beginning of this episode, I'm working on some Aussies and um, I'm probably, I'd probably say I'm about a third of the way through my Australian army. Um, I've painted about 30 troops. I've painted, I've just finished my Matilda tank and I really like my Matilda tank. And I've done um, one artillery, no, no, not artillery, um, uh, medium machine gun. Um, so am I, oh, am I a third, maybe a quarter? 
yeah, I'm not sure, but I'm I'm chipping away, getting through it, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's such a there's such great sculpts from Warlord Games. If you haven't got into it, then you know go buy yourself a kit and just a metal kit definitely, and have a tinker with them and have a bit and slap a bit of paint on them and see what you guys think. Um, I've kind of yeah, I've kind of found this new love for metal miniatures. I've got a whole bunch of plastic bolt action as well, but they've kind of you know I've kind of put those aside to focus on the metal guys because. Yeah, the, I don't know what it is. The, the detailing's kind of crisper and sharper, and they're just really nice in your hand. And and yeah, so I'm I'm having fun. So that's me. Um, this has been episode twenty nine. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate all you people listening out there. And feel free to uh, spread the word. Let people know about this little humble podcast of mine. Um, I'm getting pr- approximately thirty to forty listens over a week. So that's, that's Believe me, I'm I'm more than happy with that. Um, but if we can get the word out there even more, then that's great too. The more ears that this podcast hits, the better for me, uh, the better for them, hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah, but be good to yourselves, guys. Um, take care. Wear a mask if you can. If you you know if you if you're exempt for whatever reason, fair enough. But otherwise, yeah. Especially, I'm sort of you know focusing on those people that are in kind of the rougher areas just put on a mask and do the right thing and this will help each other out, eh? Um, Anyway, take care and I'll see you in episode 30. You've been listening to The Imperial Red Podcast.